Hey, welcome to our journey through Scripture. My name is Philip, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Glad that you're joining us. Uh, if this is your, your first time, we're glad that you're with us. If you'd like to go all the way back, we started at the beginning, Genesis chapter 1. Now we're to Exodus chapter 20. Uh, and uh, eventually we're going to finish this, I think, but uh, it's not in the near future. So you, don't, don't worry, we, we've got some time to go. But uh, we're in one of the most important chapters of the Bible, uh, Exodus chapter uh, 20, where it is the, uh, the Ten Commandments. And uh, we've seen how God has uh, brought the people out of uh, slavery, um, out of uh, Egypt. Now they're at Mount Sinai. Uh, on Tuesday, we talked about just kind of the importance of that and the magnitude uh, of the, the Ten Commandments. And we're going to see uh, how that uh, really drives the rest of the Bible, right? This is, uh, this is some of the foundational understandings that we have in, in how we live our life in response to God and in response to others. Um, and so I, if you haven't had a chance, I encourage you, pause this. Be really easy today. Just read Exodus chapter 20, and uh, we're going to go through all the, the Ten Commandments. All right, so we, we talked about the first one uh, last time, and remember we uh, made an emphasis on how this is coming from God. God spoke these words. This is not created by humans. Uh, God gave these tenets, these principles, uh, these commands to us. And the first was that you shall have no other gods before me, um, and uh, that, that, that God is the only one who should uh, dictate and should uh, uh, motivate the way that we live our life. Um, and the second command is, is very similar to that. It says, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven or above earth or, or on the earth beneath the waters below so that you, should, you don't make an idol. Right? Again, the, the idea is not that it's wrong to paint a picture of creation or paint a picture of what you think Jesus looks like or something like that. But anytime something starts to take the place of God uh, that is created by humans, that becomes an idol, right? And and back back then, that was very common. You know, there would be idols that would be worshipped. There would be calf, which, by the way, we're going to see later on. Um, there's different idols, uh, but we have idols as well. Uh, anything that we create that we put before God um, is is an idol. Uh, sometimes, you know, what is it that we are relying on? What is it that we live for? Um, you know, sometimes we live uh, for, uh, you know, our, uh, our work or our money or our family uh, or our country, right? Whatever those structures, and some of those can be very important, uh, but if, if something that we have created uh, becomes more important to us than God, then we are worshiping an idol, and we need to be checking that uh, throughout our life. Uh, the third commandment, says, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Um, all right, this one is, is interesting. So that you shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. Um, well, what, what does that mean? And, and I think many times the first, first thing people think of that is, well, you shouldn't uh, you know, just use God's name. You know, said, oh God, you know, that phrase, you know, that, that is not in response to him. Now, I don't think that's important, or I, 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 
I don't think we should do that. I think we should refrain from using uh, his name in our speech. But I don't think that's exactly what this is talking about. And here's an important aspect to this, because what else does God say here? He says, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Now, if this is just referring to the, the language, the word that we speak, that we just use God in an inappropriate way, um, then none of us have a chance <laughs> to, uh, to find redemption, right? Because we've all messed up on that. This is clearly talking about something much, uh, much deeper and, and much uh, more serious. And I believe what it's talking about is it's, it's talking about doing evil in the name of God, right? If you use God's name to do evil, that is what it's talking about when it says, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Do not use God's name to do evil. And, and God is very serious about this, right? That he will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. And, and this is vital for us to understand because the to me, you can make the case that the most damage that is ever done to our, our faith, to a belief in the one true God, is people misusing God's name by doing evil in God's name. We have, we have seen that throughout history. Uh, you know, I, I think about the, the, the battles between Catholicism and Protestantism, right? Where they both would take turns burning each other at the stake. That you, if you, if you burn someone at the stake in God's name, um, you're breaking the third commandment. Right? Like I, I don't care what your justification is, right? If you are doing evil in God's name, uh, that is is breaking a commandment, and and we see that uh, in many aspects of society around us. And we need to be very careful. We need to be careful that we don't. Um, use God's name to justify uh, beliefs that we are comfortable with. Right? That's why we always need to be evaluating our cultural norms, uh, what is, is seen as, uh, as acceptable and not acceptable. We need to say, is that truly godly? And we should be very careful ever justifying uh, any of our beliefs um, based on, on God unless we are 100% sure that that is what God desires. We need to be very careful and not use God's name to manipulate other people, uh, to try to get our own way. Um, And uh, that's something that is vital on a large scale, but also uh, with you as an individual, that you make sure that you are not doing evil in the name of God. And then uh, we see uh, the fourth commandment talks about the Sabbath and uh, looking at the Sabbath, getting to... um, Remembering the Sabbath day, keeping it holy. Um, this is this is one again that you can make the case. Not everyone is going, you know, has to follow that exactly. But that's not the the, the point here. Is a broader a broader picture that we are taking time to remember who who God is. That we're taking time to remember that there is a God, that He is Creator, um, and that is that that's vital for us to understand that. That's vital for us to remember. Um, and, 
there's also a just a healthy aspect to this. You know, that if you, you're working, that you take a break, that you remember what is important. Um, and uh, so even if uh, someone doesn't believe in God, this is a principle that is, uh, is very beneficial uh, and is very healthy. But for us um, who do believe in God, I think we need to take this very literally. Um, not necessarily that, uh, you know, what, what day is it? Is it going to be Saturday? Is it going to be Sunday? But we take regular time uh, throughout our, our lives, throughout our weeks, that, that we recognize God is still God, that we take a Sabbath and, and uh, recognize that He is still Creator, and we remember our place in creation. Then we continue from there. We start to transition in the fifth commandment. You start to transition from this relationship between us with God to the relationship that we have with others. And so verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land and the Lord your God, uh, the Lord your God is giving you. So we, uh, we see this command to honor your father and mother. This is extremely important. We've talked about this before, but the, the family, the family structure is a, the basic building block of society. And, and God, in the Ten Commandments, He's telling us how important that is. And implicit in this, to me, is that as parents, you should live your life in a manner worthy of honor. Right? But that children should honor their parents. They should choose to do that as they start getting older right, and understanding this, that they choose to honor their parents kind of no matter what. Now there's a difference. This is not the word for love, right? This emotional connection that we have with our parents because you know what? There's some parents that are pretty horrific. And this is not saying that you obey everything that your parents tell you to do, especially if they tell you to do things that are evil. Um, but it's the, the desire to have uh, this basic building block of society uh, is, uh, relies on the fact that parents uh, live in a manner worthy of honor and that children honor their parents, that they strive to do that. Uh, again, this is not dim- diminishing the fact and the reality that there are parents that are horrible to their children. Um, and it doesn't mean that, uh, that you just have to give in to that. But this is, this is the ideal. This should be the basic foundation that, uh, that the... Uh, that our uh, family provides a basic building block uh, that we move forward to uh, from. And so now we start getting into the relationship that we have with, with other people, even outside of our family. So it starts with that relationship you, you have with your mother and father, and then it continues on. It says, you shall not murder. Very important here to understand. Um, I, and I think it's the King James Version that says, do not kill. Um, this this is, this is murder. This is not saying do not kill. Um, th- those are two different things. Uh, and those are two different words in Hebrew. And this is specifically the word that talks about murder, which is uh, the unnecessary taking of someone's life, the taking of innocent life. Um, that should never happen. Uh, that is, uh, it breaks uh, the Ten Commandments. Um, you, we think this is an obvious one. Right? This is 
You know, some people say, oh, the, you know, uh, it's obvious that we shouldn't murder. But that's it's actually not the case. In fact, uh, if we go back to the beginning of this chapter when it says, and God said these things, if it's not God that is giving us commandment, what makes murder wrong? And start, start thinking about that. Well, what makes murder wrong if this isn't coming from God? If this is coming from humans, well, I mean, that's a good idea, right? We may think, yeah, that, that makes sense. But if it's created by humans, then it can be rationalized away by humans. This is, that's why it's so important to, to understand that the Ten Commandments come from God. And he says, do not murder, that all life is valuable, um, that there is never an excuse for taking innocent life. That, that was not the norm in the society at that time. Not all life was considered equal, right? and it was okay to take the life of a slave. In many of the cultures, it was okay to take the life of a child because they were not fully human. Right? The Ten Commandments are changing all of that. And then it goes down to, you shall not commit adultery. Uh, this is, it's interesting that this is one that is, that is in there, right? The, the sexual desire that, uh, that we experience, most people, we, we've become, and society as a whole has become very loose on our, uh, our kind of sexual norms, if you will. Uh, but one of the, again, the basic building block of society is the family. What is the one thing that will destroy a family quicker than anything else? It is adultery. It breaks those bonds. I'm not saying that it, it always ends in the separation of family, but many times it does. And, uh, and that family structure is so important that God uh, puts in the Ten Commandments that do not commit adultery, do not break the bonds of that marriage, because that is such an important foundational principle. And it goes on, says, you shall not steal. Uh, this is, this is uh, interesting uh, in that it's elevating and it's acknowledging the importance of property, of stuff. Right now, we we know there's a balance to that. That that uh, our our things are not more important than other people. Um, but the Bible, has, uh, the Ten Commandments, acknowledge the importance of 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 life. That you do not murder, but you also don't take what belongs to someone else. Right? The the importance of and the reality of property of possession. Um, that, that that does exist and that that is important. And it's important the, that we recognize and value that um, when we're looking at other people, that we don't just see possessions out there and think, oh, well, I can take that because I need it more than someone else. Right? That, it's, it's vital to, to understand that. That is an important aspect in society. And sometimes we see that challenged. Uh, we, we see the importance of, of private property, of you know, w- whether we should have that or not. I, I would say that the Bible does uh, acknowledge that reality, that, that we do have things that we own that are ours, and that we should respect that, that we should not steal. Um, really, no matter, the, no matter the reason, right, that we should try to, to, to live with that as a commandment, that we do not take what is not ours. Then it continues, it says, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Uh, We're talking about truth and about lying. 
the importance of valuing that, uh, that, that truth is a foundational aspect to, to society, um, that, that we do not break that uh, truth, that we do not um, lie for our own benefit, that we do not uh, distort the truth. Um, man, how much, how, how much better would things be if, if we, we could rely on things actually being true? Right, right, right now it feels like it's, it's hard to, to know what is true and what is not. Uh, but the one thing that we do know is that God desires for us to speak truth, to live in truth, and to not lie and to not bear false witness. Then the last one is you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife uh, or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. So this one kind of is, is reiterating, if you will, the things that have, uh, the, the commandments have already been talking about. But this idea of, of coveting actually gets to more than just an action. The others are all actions. Here are the things that you should not do. You should not murder someone. You should not commit adultery. Those are your actions. The coveting actually gets to the thought. And it's the thought that leads to those actions. That if you are coveting that which is not yours, um, that it can lead you to breaking the commandments. Now this is not saying that you can't look and appreciate what someone else has, or even look and say, you know, I would like to have that. But when that moves beyond uh, that level to the point that you're saying, you know what, not only do I want my neighbor's house um, or a house like my neighbor's, I want my neighbor's house and I'm going to take it. Uh, that, is, that is very, very different. And, uh, and so that idea of coveting, uh, if we have uh, our thoughts, if they are always focused on coveting on what we don't have, it's going to lead to us breaking many of the, of the commandments. And, you know, as I, as I look at society, I see how in many ways we are disregarding all of the commandments. We are diminishing their importance. And, and we see the, the chaos that that does bring. And I think it's vitally important uh, that the Ten Commandments, as we read them, know that the Ten Commandments are not just for societies, but they are for you and they are for me. Um, the, the word there, the, the you, whenever it says you shall not murder, you shall not do this, it is actually the singular. It's not, it's not the plural. He's not talking to the, the group of the people of Israel, even though it, it applies to them as well. It's about you, and are you going to choose to live your life uh, according to these foundational principles? And I would, I would encourage you that we, we seek to live out these principles in every aspect of our life um, for not only the betterment of, our, of society around us, but for the betterment of your life as well, uh, because these are the foundational principles to living a good life and to experiencing the promises and the blessings from God. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, We will be hitting the ground running on Tuesday. Um, Go ahead and start reading um, uh, Exodus chapters 21 through 25 uh, for, uh, for next Tuesday. But we'll see you then. Have a great weekend.